Hello everybody, this is Rafal Davidovich. I want to welcome you to Tanya Tuesday. It's been a while, and I'm glad to be back. And today, I will review a rather lengthy chapter. I invite all of you to read it on your own to get a full appreciation of the different ideas. I will do my best to summarize it. We are learning Tanya, Perik Chov Gimel. This is Tanya chapter 23. While it is a lengthy chapter... I will focus not on its length, but on the way that it continues the argument that we began in chapter 18. I mentioned earlier that while the Sefer Tanya, Sefer Shel Benonim, is divided into 53 chapters, those 53 chapters can be understood as being in one of four essays. The first essay went from chapters 1 through 17, and now the second essay began in chapter 18, and we'll go to chapter 25. In this second essay, the one that began in chapter 18, the Balatanya explains that what the foundation of this book, Tanya, mentioned on the cover page, is that serving Hashem is karov me'od, is something that is extremely accessible. And how is it accessible? So in chapter 18, the Balatanya began to explain that it's accessible even to people who are not naturally, intellectually inclined. Because every Jew has a Yerusha, has an inheritance from Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. What is that inheritance? That inheritance is the natural appreciation of one God, and that a Jew would do anything, even to the point of self-sacrifice of one's life, not to abandon loyalty to that one God. This was explained in chapters 18 and 19. Then in chapters 20 and 21 and 22, the Balatanya explained that this is not simply or what the superficial idea of monotheism, to believe that the world has one God, but this deeper Hasidic idea is not just that the world has one God, but that there is in fact only one true reality that exists. That is the point. And to appreciate that there is a single reality, because all of existence, all of existence, is nothing more than a statement of God. So just as we all understand that if a person made a single statement, that statement that came out of his mouth would have no percentage. You can't say that it's a percentage of the person's life. So too, one Devar Hashem, one word from Hashem, is nothing compared to the fullness of what it is that Hashem is. And furthermore, the Balatani explained that it's even deeper than that. Because when a person says something, that thought that is expressed outward is no longer part of him. But when Hashem speaks, that speech of Hashem is an expression and something that becomes, let's say, physical or, or enters into being a form of expression. However, with Hashem, it's still part of Hashem's reality. That is understanding about how Hashem is behind all of reality. And denying that in any form is the true, deep meaning of avoda zara, idol worship. You see, the simple meaning of idol worship is that it means believing that there is more than one God that's involved in running the world or creating the world. But in this deeper Kabbalah-based Hasidus appreciation of avoda zara, that form of Avodazara means that one would recognize that there is something real other than God, and that anything in the world 
possesses some form of true autonomy. And the Balatanya says nothing is truly autonomous compared to God. So now that we understand that, Perch of Gimel explains this is how to connect it not only to one's faith and appreciation for Hashem, but this is how we can understand literally all mitzvos and all of Torah. Because Perachov Gimel explains that mitzvos are an expression of Ratzon Hashem. Mitzvos are what Hashem truly wants. And since they are expression of God's will, they are referred to in Kabbalah as Evari Demalka, the king's limbs. So that every mitzvah is not just something that Hashem told you to do, but it's an expression of God's will. Just as a person understands that his hand, if his hand is under his control, then if he thinks something, he can think that he wants to flex the muscles in his hand, and his hand moves. So just as a hand is a limb, is an expression of our will, that is what mitzvahs are. Every single mitzvah is an expression of Ratzon Hashem. And then even deeper than that, Talmud Torah, learning Torah, is not just a limb or an extension of Hashem's will. Talmud Torah expresses the idea that we are actually thinking of God's will, Ratzon Hashem itself. So whereas Asiyah Samitzvot, doing a mitzvah, makes one a Merkava, a chariot, an expression of God's will, Talmud Torah, learning Torah, binds one, binds a person, binds a Jew, to God's will itself. And in this way, we understand how Talmud Torah, learning Torah, thinking Torah, is connecting to God's mind, and doing mitzvos is connecting and becoming one of God's limbs, so to speak. And in this way, we can understand how a mitzvah, or learning Torah, connects to this idea, not just that we're doing what God wants. We are connecting through the details of Torah and mitzvos to this deep idea of what it is that God's existence is that was described in chapters 20, 21, and 22. Here in 23, Perich of Gimel, we connect to the idea that Torah and mitzvos reflect Hashem's will, the will of that single true reality. Thank you all for listening. Look forward to continuing this very deep idea in our shir on Perik Chavdal on chapter of chapter 24. Thank you.